here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 104.6 FM in Twane. 13 minutes after 2 o'clock, I've got my panel with me. We're all together. We're all ready to go. And uh, it's an emotive subject. It's going to need your patience and it's going to need your participation. Because in, in unpacking some things, you've got to be open to learning and open to new ways of seeing things. So I do implore you to please hear it differently this time. Please park your past prejudices aside. Our job is to hear it maybe differently this time. And I'm including myself in this conversation when I'm saying hear it differently. We have to hear it differently because these are subjects that we don't get to hear in spaces that are open. These are subjects that we've been, that that are spoken in hushed tones. And and we don't get to have these conversations often. So please, let's be a part of this conversation with an open heart. That is what I'm imploring you to do. Um, my my guests are all here. Um, Nosipa Vidima is here, human rights officer at SWIT. Griselda Hrotbrom is a human trafficking survivor and author of Exit. Dr. Tleling is also here with us. And uh, she's with me until three as my co-host. Katlejo Rasibitze is here, media and advocacy officer at Sesonke and leader in the um, national sex works sector. And um, everybody, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for much. Same way to me. It's, it's, these are heavyweights, <laughs> Dr. Tlaleng. So this is going to be an interesting conversation. Let me start it with you. I, you know, we were having this conversation with my team about the debate about, first of all, decriminalizing sex work. Mm. And, and there are, even in that, different perspectives. Mm. So there are people who say decriminalize sex work and get out. Mm-hmm. Or let's pull people out mm-hmm. so that there is no longer sex work. Then there are people who say, no, no, no. Let's give people the right to be sex workers. Mm-hmm. My suspicion is that you are willing for people to have the right to decide for themselves what it is that suits them best. Correct? Yeah, I mean, it's so important, I think, to really just talk about, you know, the tone and, and set the context because sex work um, has been affirmed as work by the International Labour Organization, mm-hmm. which falls under United Nations, one of the organizations. And this has happened decades ago. And it is a human rights issue because it's very closely linked to the right that adults have to decide what to do with their body and the right that we all have to be sexual and to decide with whom and what are the conditions that sex is going to take place under. So sex work is that. It's two adults who are consenting to exchange uh, uh, favors or money um, for sexual uh, pleasure. And it could be intimacy. It could be, you know, people uh, role-playing certain things. It could be people listening um, to your marital problems. It could be people just really bonding and sharing physical space together. <laughs> I like that. So there are a lot of different <laughs> services that sex work entails. It's I, not just about penetrative sex. I, You know, I laugh because you've just suddenly completely demystified a lot of stuff. So you're saying <laughs> in framing the nature of sex work... It could be as you sit in front of me right now as an author of a book that explains the anatomy that categorizes you as a sex worker. Indeed, it does. Um, and my argument is that the fact that I have a medical degree and mm-hmm. I'm called Dr. Taleng mm-hmm. does not mean that my dignity is worth more than a black woman who's working outdoors 
giving the same information to clients. Mm. And that's why it's a human rights issue because human rights don't depend on your age, your race, your gender, where you are located or your education or economic class. Human rights are for everybody. And it is a human rights issue precisely because the current penalties in law Mm -hmm. in South Africa Mm -hmm. by criminalizing sex work means that sex workers themselves are made vulnerable by the law. Correct. By punishing adults who are able to negotiate the type of sex they want is not okay because that's what the law is saying at the moment. And the issue that we then need to look at is why in South Africa there's a specific type of environment that sex workers are working in to a point where we have advocacy forces, we have sex worker-led movements who are working tirelessly for policy change. Because unless you change the policy, it doesn't matter that you have a national strategic plan for HIV mm-hmm. that says sex work must be decriminalized, sex workers must have access to condoms. Yet in policy, literally every day, they are being hounded by police to punish them or having the ability to negotiate sex. Griselda Hrotbom, you are a human rights, a human trafficking survivor. Do you agree with all of this? I don't. Um, and I think the reasons will be with, with you know, the, the, the reality around um, uh, uh, prostitution and, and, and the terminology alone. Um, it, you know, it comes from a place where there's threats, abuse, violence, and, and there's so many links, like there's so much dangers that is together with human trafficking and sex trafficking. Because, yes, human trafficking has its own labor trafficking, but then we have sex trafficking. Um, and I'm worried that South Africa is not ready for that. Because when we look at the higher rate of, of, of women abuse, violence, the right of being adult, you know, um, adult um, uh, prostitution, go ahead. I, I was even saying at, at, at an event I was this past week, saying that, you know, women that are in the, that are in the business itself, they don't even in, enjoy the word um, 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 sex work. They would prefer escort because it gave them so much dignity. But for me, I, I I don't agree with whatever law needs to be done right now for it to be legalized because we have so many issues that brings um, into the sex trafficking, the violence, the threats, the monitoring of this work. Like, who's going to be monitoring? Because we can't even identify who is a woman that was prostituted or was trafficked into prostitution. Um, We have our law enforcement that doesn't even know how to deal with rape. And then I'm also saying into a place of saying it's a business. So if we want to talk about business, if we want to talk about the human rights side of this is my body and I want to do business of it, can we have something that makes sense on the table that's going to say this is what my body is going to be taken, how it's going to be taken care of and how it's going to be protected and hopefully it doesn't go into the areas where we have problems today of girls being trafficked to become a prostitute. And that's what we have in today in South Africa. We have too much violence, too much threats, and, and too much abuse around the issue. And, 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 you know, I come with respect to the women that are on the streets today and working. But my question is always, how is it going to work? How, how are we still going to be making a noise around the issue of the police don't have a rape kit, but then again, a prostitute woman goes to the police station and say, I was, I was raped by a client. How are we going to train those policemen? Like, how are we going to monitor that? And the pimps that will be going through these gaps 
like, you know, there will be pimps. There will be people that's going to want to make money out of women's bodies because there are going to be pimps that's going to build a beautiful and lovely um, brothel next to, to, to convention center, convention center. And nobody's going to go there and check who's underage or overage. Like we have already in Midran and Pretoria clubs. Griselda, let me, let me, let me, I, I just want to give other people a chance. I'm worried about time. Let me ask you this quickly so that I get it right. You are saying you're not for decriminalization of sex work. I, I am not for, for any particular law right now because I'm not convinced it will be implemented properly. So right. I'm, not, I'm, I'm saying it should remain criminalized to the buyers, not the women. The women didn't do anything. So the Nordic law, the Sweden law, can we focus on the buyers, the pimps, those who are creating the demand of prostitution? Um, and then also, can we be clear about what is this work going to do for women? Is it going to protect them? Is it going to be implemented yet? She's saying that all of this is going to not going to work. And I'm thinking, well, there are already pimps. There are police Mm -hmm. who are corrupt and all of that. Surely when you lift the lid on what's happening underground, you're able to better police. Am I wrong? Um, no, not no, hold, hold, hold on, Griselda. Hold on, Griselda. Let me just give somebody else a chance and then you can respond. Um, you're quite uh, correct, but I, one thing that we, as I think South Africa, because this debate around decriminalization has been going on and on, I think we are at a point as a country we are scared of the unknown. Mm. Because of all what Chriselda mentions, that those are the, like the impacts of criminalization sex work around 60 years ago when the Kunaleza took over our lands and stuff and stuff. So we are at a point where, like, you know, especially female black women, needs her voice needs to be out there. It's hard for some of the things that Chriselda mentioned. She would never mention that, including our own media houses, they wouldn't uh, show images of a male prostitute. We do not have as a country. All you know that, you know, a prostitute, it's supposed to be that female, lots of makeup, you know. Mascaras and mini skirts. She must always, you know, bend into a car. That's the image that we have. But what <clears throat> Sisong as the movement, which is a female black led, does is mm. is to make sure that adults that are above eighteen years old, they know their sexual human rights and they know their sex workers' human rights. Just the basis of that, because that's what it's enshrined into the constitution. But for the law to keep, you know, like dragging, changing of ministers, changing or changing of. Um, whoever that comes to into into power like i will just make an example um the last time when the report was released around these issues mm-hmm. three options were given into our table it was continuation of criminalization sex work partially decriminalizing sex work or there must be part, public consultatives and when you ask the ever the deputy minister at what point will that implementation takes place mm. There's not enough funding to do that because it will cost government lots of money <laughs> so nobody's ready for to actually touch that conversation to the to to a certain level, like I, I believe, you know, the, the, the uh, NGOs, advocates, you know, the media, we have done enough work in a way that we have sensitized our community for the fact that we have taken the police to court just for a, a, a clear workshop around sensitizing them around Sexual Offences Act. It has shown that as a country, indeed, we are still far. And <clears throat> I will pull this one again. Mm-hmm. Remember, as, as our own country, we didn't have what you call the human rent plan. Mm. We only just uh, drafted it four months ago, and then it was only launched around the 11th of June in Devon AIDS Conference. Mm. So in a country where we were just sitting there without a, a country's plan on human rights, it's just mm. human rights. And for us to be now and then, each time when we pull a sex work, we think that it's that woman who sits by the corner, street corner. No, 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 no. There's not... We do not have a quite a definition of what does a sex worker looks like in the mm. country. Mm. Nasipo, let me give you a chance. Welcome to the show. Hi. 
Hi. Um, so I'm just going to take it from um, the conversations that have happened. Um, I, I I work with sex workers on the ground, um, and mostly I take cases of of human rights. And within the organization itself, first I would like to dismantle this idea that sex workers will not be able to report human trafficking. Within in our organization, because we enable sex workers to actually report all kinds of human rights cases to us, we've actually intervened and helped the Hawks in quite a numerous cases around here, Cape Town, uh, where if human trafficked people are noted by sex workers, by willing consensual sex workers that Takeho was talking about, those sex workers contact us and they tell us, we suspect at that brothel they might be actually sex workers or underage people that are being trafficked into sex work or into sex slavery, right? And because the environment allows them to have their kind of trust and engagement with the organization, this is why they report. So you can already see that if you decriminalize and you actually allow sex workers to be able to walk into a police station and report cases of any kind, then you're going to have a decreased rate of those sex traffic, trafficking or sex slavery um, uh, cases. Also, I, I, I want to warn us about the conflation of uh, sex work and trafficking. It's not the same thing. People are trafficked into numerous um, uh, industries, uh, be it factories, be it wine farms, and somehow the, the, the sensationalization happens when media reports because they say trafficking and they do not say that basically here in South Africa or Africa is a region, the highest numbers we have in trafficking are for factories are for labors under, under mines, are for wine farms, are for farms in general. Um, and we have very few numbers that show that people have been sex trafficked. Mm-hmm. Even so, the NPA does not have those records. So, Dr. Um, so Dr. Kleling, I mean, you want to respond to, to Griselda, but I mean, she's right. I mean, you, people are trafficked to be domestic workers for argument's sake, yes, not just for sex work. Yes. Yeah. And, so, and, and that, that can be dealt with with the law that has been put in place to deal with trafficking cases. We need not to conflate the two. Sex work and sex workers who are consensually asking for the decriminalization and asking for the for, for, for our work to be put under labor laws is a different issue. What we're asking for is for labor rights, good working conditions, the ability to pay our taxes, the ability to, 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 to have maternity leave, the ability to save up on UIF and, and, and retirement and annuity. Um, and yes, decriminalization also offers the opportunity for people to actually leave the industry. That the other models that are, are being suggested, including the Nordic model, does not allow one not to get a criminal record, right? Which Zippo, automatically um, means that I just want to come in. No, Zippo. So I just want to come in here and, and, and on the point that you are making, I think that it's wrong to blame sex workers for the fact that human trafficking is not under control. You are yes, blaming the wrong very. people. And by continuing to criminalize adults who are choosing to negotiate sex yes. and have certain terms and conditions, it means the system itself is violating sex workers. And I'll give you this example. I mean, there's a lot of research that has been done by the WHO, the Lancet, all the human rights um, organizations globally, UNAIDS, for example, that have given 
a skeleton. They've given a, a framework of how decriminalization will benefit South Africa specifically. Mm-hmm. So the research that exists is very specific to our country. Mm-hmm. The plan um, that Griselda is talking about that there is no plan, we don't know what to do, is also false. Mm-hmm. There is a plan. The Department of Justice needs to be held accountable for the delays mm-hmm. and for the lack of consultation and for the lack of truly hearing with the purpose but- of law reform. Can I come in? I mean, the Deputy Minister of Justice, John Jeffries, just recently told us at the uh, Embassy of Sweden that, you know, they're still at at the place where they're discussing, like, how would it be if we do, you know, a big decriminalization? Would people's areas, will regions be clean? Um, Some of the the areas in around the country are complaining about um, walking. So there is no plan if the same minister, Deputy Minister, tells us there's still discussion, we still need to come to a break. So that's what I'm saying as a survivor, going through these, these, these conversations, and I find that, oh, you guys are still even confused about what's going on. You still can't make out who's being trafficked, who's sex trafficked, who's labor trafficked, to identify that, oh, but most of the girls that we find in Brooklyn, in Cape Town, standing on, on the streets, are usually trafficked through truck drivers, through, through pimps, and we work on cases Every day, especially missing persons, girls that go missing, we find them in areas in Brussels and on streets or on classy um, um, marvelous clubs where they apply to become dancers. Then they find themselves on backpackers in long streets. So with all the factors that we bring into place, I'm saying we cannot put a law in place in saying, yes, this is my right and work. Yes, it is your right with respect of your age, respect of the way you're going to do it under the labor laws. But right now in our country, we have so much sex trafficking happening for prostitution. So, And this prostitution is because of bringing a certain language out here in the media, out in the country saying, we do have this, we do have that, but we don't see it get implemented in police stations. We go to Soweto, we do our searches, and every missing person we find, we find them under a brothel or a, a tavern or a festival that took place in Midrange, and the young girl was taken in for prostitution. All right, hold on that thought, Friselda. The discussion continues. Should sex work be decriminalized? It's 14.30, and now the news headlines with Utsile Saku. Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. It's 14.32 and you are still tuned to SAFM. I'm Dr. Tlaleng and I'm the co-presenter today on SAFM Life Happens with Pimelo Mutini. Now on the continuation of the discussion, should sex work be decriminalized? Now I think what's important, um, and of course Pimelo, you already set the tone, right? This is an emotive subject, but I think we need to move beyond the emotions. Um, We need to be using facts. And so when we say the statistics say, can we say what the statistics to say and where they're coming from. I mean, I cited earlier for you all the different references, the WHO, yeah. Human Rights Organizations, UNAIDS, The Lancet, mm. who have affirmed, right? UN itself has affirmed this. So when those who are anti-decriminalization, where are the statistics coming from? So, so, so from, from somebody who's sitting from the outside looking in, who knows nothing, uh, unlike the specialists that I have in the panel, I'm asking myself specifically to you, Griselda, how do we propose we protect the sex worker, right? If already, if, if, I, if I am violated, even if I was in my line of work, if I'm violated and, and I need help, how do I approach a police station if I'm doing something illegal? So the abuse and so on that Griselda alluded to, 
this leaving the status quo as it is doesn't assist anybody because we are still going to leave the situation as it is. So something's got to give. Something's got to give. Something's got to change. Mm, mm. I mean, I don't know you if know, you still... Yeah, go ahead. That, you know, that's my thing. Is, is There are brothels that are functioning uh, in a way of it's a stripper. Um, and then you get a, 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 a it's a brothel where, where international foreign women are working there and they are escorts and, 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 and men go there. And that is apparently legal, right? Then you get a woman, a black woman, just standing on the corner of that business, right? Um, and and, and she, she probably gets the eye of, of, of the buyer that goes into that brothel for herself. And, and then she does it because it's work and it's a client and the buyer goes to her. Um, but then the brothel owner goes to the police station and, 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 and set a case against her as a black woman mm. saying she's taking business from my brothel. So that's already going on. Everybody's having that conversation already between a, a, a brothel that's functioning and a, a worker on the street, a woman that is working on the street. And they are in battle suit with that because the owner of the brothel can go to the police station and say, but this woman is standing on the corner and taking my client. Um, so I'm laying a case against her for doing illegal work All right, right next um, I think uh, it's best. Um, can I, can I, Chris? Can I? I think it's best. You, we we need to understand what exactly that we as an organization we ask it to be decriminalized. Number one is the selling of sex, which is criminalized. The buying of sex, the leaving of the profits of sex work, which is criminalized by our own laws. Mm. And remember the same law. Act 57 uh, of the Sexual Offences Act, that's when it was amended in 27, where we're like, it says, even if, let's say, for example, Dr. Kalen here, mm-hmm. I send just to give Dr. Kalen 50 rent at a time, mm-hmm. for the fact that that 50 rent is obtained by the legal act, mm-hmm. that Kalen can be in trouble. Just knowingly, if my neighbor is into sex work and I do not report that neighbor to the police, if the police were to verify that, oh, all along, Kalen indeed did know that her neighbor is into sex work, then they can arrest Kalen because she's she holding information that the state needs. So we're asking the law to decriminalize all of these Laws that you know that so as simple as simple as the brothel that she was speaking of. If I work at the brothel and then this broth, the pimp doesn't pay me, I've got nowhere to go because you know Mm. I'm I'm doing illegal work. Also, brothel keeping it's still criminalized. Yes. So we like all of these things. Let let them be decriminalized. Mm. Then we do what we call a proper consultation with sex workers themselves because that's why we're saying um you know my body my business nothing without sex workers can happen without the, we need sex workers to be consultant mm. so that proper consultations can take place and yeah. the country can move forward into no, decriminalization those people you still on the line what are your thoughts even do the proper consult- like we can't we can't have a law that still pushes women into abuse and if we can probably criminalize the bias then yes we are looking at, 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 at a place or a common ground where we can say this could work because that's the only time we'll be able to see what can work and what cannot okay at so I th- point, uh, we can i come in on the criminalizing of the client oh, yeah nozipo this is you now yes. right okay um so currently right we're sitting with a law that criminalizes both the client and the sex worker. What we have are cases against sex workers for the act of sex work, right? And those are the only people that are taken to court. So how are we suddenly going to have clients actually going into court and being charged when they're not getting caught and charged right now? 
how we're going to meticulously have a country that doesn't take bribes from clients, that's not going to monitor sex workers and, and, and harass them in order to get to the clients. And also, I just want to also state that um, when it comes to we are not ready for this, Israel was not ready for this, and then they they adopted the Nordic model, right? Mm. The criminalizing of the buyer with rehabilitation um, uh, programs for sex workers. Administration of the whole program is, is, is faulty right now, and corruption has, has played its part. Mm. So sex workers have not received any any rehabilitation program, or has it been rolled out properly. The law itself is not working. They have not caught any clients. It's five months down the line. So here's the, the, the other issue, right, is that a lot of people who are, you know, anti-decriminalization at the moment, you know, often cite the Department of Justice as not knowing what to do. And the question is, I mean, that that's clearly quite sad if we are accepting and, 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 and saying that the Department of Justice, who's had this issue on their table for decades, still don't know what to do. I mean, that that's really, really, really sad. Um, and I think it speaks to the other issue of consultation. And to what purpose, you know, does continued criminalization, who does it serve? You know, who does it really serve? Um, I mean, yeah, that, 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 that's a big issue for me is accountability. And, and that, that's where I'm having a problem with it. Nobody, nobody wants to sit down with, with the rest of the survivors. They, they want to sit down with the majority of those things. Let's drink them. And we cannot even come to a place where we're talking, like, have you, are we going to be able to do raids in, in Brussels when the time comes if we do decriminalization? Are we going to be able to help women to exit if they want to? Um, are we going to give them 24-hour health care? Those conversations, I, I have never sat in, in them and heard that, okay, this is the plan. That maybe other people around the country have, but I have never, like, with great dignity, I have never heard their feedback. If they've, but, Chriselda, I, I think, I think, I think you, you... And I, that's why... No, no, I think it's the best when, you, when you're dealing with human trafficking. You need you know, to deal with human trafficking. You wouldn't want to, to be dealing with criminalized sex work right now. And then whereby, like, you need to separate the two. You cannot be I, bringing... I can't. I'm no, 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 you cannot... Not with, that, what, with what we see today in South But Africa. you cannot be we bringing... We can't even deal with rape cases. We're still dealing with omatosa cases. Most of omatosa's victims and survivors had to run away because they were being, you know, pushed back or whether it's your South Choice going to the Church, I can make, let's, listen, I, like, okay, so I can... Chriselda, hold on, let's hear... Um, so she, that's, this is interesting. I mean, I, I think that's quite a, a problem. If you if you are refusing to dissect this, the, the problem of human trafficking. Human mm. trafficking, we spoke earlier about families that are here for very yes, different yeah. reasons, that are illegal, yes. and, and that may have been trafficked, they may have been promised a job, they are by no means sex workers, and so they're, 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 they're putting them in one basket for me is problematic. Let me ask quickly that we go take a caller. Opa is standing by from Turfontein, and you can also give us a call on 0891-104-207. Hi, Opa, thanks for your patience. Yes, Look, I, 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 I'm just trying to say, uh, look, uh, if the government can uh, actually decriminalize LGBT, what, what's, the, what's keeping them in, in, in doing that with the sex workers? That's my just question. That's my question. Go, go, go ahead. I, I think it's because of, you know, LGBT, I basically, it's, you know, it's dominated by male. You know, there's that masculinity <laughs> in it, and because wow. sex work, it's been seen as a, as a way. as a women, you know, entry mm. point. But like, we feel wow. like sex work, especially for women. But let me tell you, 
including our own deputy minister. It's a male. You know, who, who, who does duck and dive around the issue of decriminalization? It's a male. It's hard to just have a, a decent conversation with him. He'll be telling like, you know what, but Katejo, I don't think the country is ready. This is a moral, you know, this is a moral society. We are more of a religious, you know, as a country in South Africa, we are not ready. For him just to have a normal, for, for the fact that he's, he's privileged, for heaven's sake. I believe if our deputy minister was a black woman, we couldn't be having such conversation. Griselda, let me ask you this. You don't think that you would have been more protected if sex works was decriminalized? Um, not in the brothels that I worked with, no. Because there was a lot of times that I did get a time to be independent, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but still would fall into a club where there's a pimp that's running for... The, so if I, was, if I was independent maybe for a week or so, then there will be a, a gang fight on me by the girl saying to the pimp, like, listen, so, there's a girl that just so, came so, in right now. So in the, in, the, in the sense that, that, hold so on, in the, the sense... The violence and the threats and the abuse and the sexual exploitation in the work is still very high. So let me ask and you a practical question, like, Griselda. Let me just ask you a practical question. I'm saying to you, you speaking about a week, and I'm saying if you have a window of opportunity, right, Say you are trafficked. Let us say you are trafficked. And this is by no means a choice of yours because there is a difference. And and you do get a window of opportunity. You see a van of a policeman somewhere across the road. If this is decriminalized, you would have been, I suppose, been able to run to the police and say, somebody else is doing something else. This is not of my will, meaning you would have been able to get help because you are not... Um, a, a, a sex worker who wants to be a sex worker. Does that make sense? Yes, that makes sense. Would you not have felt safer if you had the circumstances where the circumstances were that no, sex I worker? No, I don't know. Why is that? I don't know. Why is that? Because there would still be the sexual exploitation and violence. Sorry, there then would have been? Either way... This, this is my thing yeah. about, about when it's being decriminalized, is that, yes, there will be a sort of a little bit of a safety for the privilege of those that, that do it by choice. Is little not better than nothing? Is little not better than nothing? Little no, no, little bit of yeah. safety I mean, would have been safer than nothing, right? Re- removing the criminal, removing the, the punitive nature of the clause in law does help because when people get caught, right, to be sex workers and they get a criminal record, they are stuck with that for decades. Yes. And so on the one hand, you are saying, don't go into sex work. When you want to leave, there should be other uh, opportunities for you. But where if you have a criminal record? Exactly. Where if you have a criminal record? So decriminalization exactly. only speaks to the removal of punishment don't punish people with a court sentence with a jail time so that's Gr- what we are saying Griselda, that possibly no, means that that possibly means that you yourself having been trafficked are a criminal had you been caught by the police well, even though I, I was a criminal in and out i was caught several times so, in the so, by so, cops so, so so that means as a victim of trafficking <laughs> you are happy to remain a criminal in the system I don't, I'm not happy to remain a criminal in the system. So how do I do that? What I'm saying, when we say I, work, I have a what? question for Griselda. She said she is not happy to be a criminal uh, in, in the criminal system right now. She had been caught 
although she had been trafficked, she could not even say that I'm trafficked, mm-hmm. right? And then she became a criminal, and now she can't remove that. How she how does she think she's going to get work? How does she think that she's going to exit? Maybe I'm not understanding of the laws himself, but I know that for a fact, under the four legal models that are there, decriminalization is the only one that actually allows for exit, a clean exit, because you won't even have a criminal record. So she's talking about something that I'm currently sitting with. I have a criminal record right now. Should I write my bar exam, I will not be admitted to actually be practicing and stand in court because I have a criminal record. What am I supposed to do now? Because if they give partial, right, I still remain with this criminal record for the rest of my life. I mean, and that's important, right? Because again, some of the solutions around um, saving women, or at least the idea um, that women are these perpetual infants who need to be saved. And that, you know, if the penalty in law is removed, um, there's going to be this mass hysteria. I think it's because people don't understand the deep-seated violation of of police following you every day and hounding you. Because if you partially decriminalize and you're saying you're only criminalizing the buyer, how will police get a buyer? How will they, they know someone is buying? They have they to, they have to, to follow who? Follow the, the, the I mean, that's they the need to monitoring. You need, we need to monitor it, and I don't see anything. You see, that monitoring says, this is how it's going to be monitored. Monitoring because, suggests that people can negotiate their own sex, and that's my fundamental problem. Monitoring <laughs> assumes that women, adults, have no authority and over no autonomy. They they are already making those decisions. What's hurting them? It's the criminal records. What's hurting them? It's continued criminalization. Even healthcare services. Sex workers still cannot access services in the healthcare because system they're doing something illegal. because they're doing something illegal. Even oh. if, by the way, um, the, 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 the intimate partner violence happens at home, away from sex work. Sex workers will still get stigmatized because, oh, you even have another boyfriend, but we thought you were a sex worker. How is this even possible? So the violence... People know that they can violate sex workers. Normal citizens know they can also violate sex workers, even though they are not buyers, because they can get away with it. Let's take more of your calls. And uh, we uh, welcome your calls on 0891-104-207. We said it's an emotive issue. Nobody, you know, people are not going to always agree, but it's important for you to add your voice to this conversation. We obviously don't have solutions as yet, as as we are discussing now. Things are not final, but we'll take your calls on 0891-104-207. At SFM Radio and at Pimelo Mutile on Twitter. We are back. It's 1449 and wow, wow, wow. The issues are getting, you know, hot as expected. And on the line, we have Jolene from Cape Town. Hello, Jolene. Hello, Jolene. Jolene, are you there? Jolene, do we have you on the line? From overseas. Okay, Jolene, there's a delay because Jolene (laughs) is (laughs) overseas. Hi, Jolene. Welcome to our discussion around sex work decriminalization. What are your views? Do we, we still have Jolene? Jolene? All right, let's go on, uh, move on to the next caller. It's James from the East Rand. Hello, James. Yeah, hi, how are you? Good, how are you? What are your views? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It's fun. No, we, we can, can hear, hear you. you. <laughs> can you hear me? Yes, 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 go ahead. We can hear you. you no, know, basically, I'm saying that our moral compass is based on Christian value without... Uh, ignoring other religions in South Africa as a predominantly Christian uh, society. How do we then move on to say in the epidemic that we... Oh, we've lost him. I mean, I get, I think I get what you were saying. What Mm -hmm. do you think you were saying? I think, um, you know, I always like to to, to say this. If only um, the three ships didn't invade Cape Town, 
<laughs> we could have been uh, South Africa whereby we've been ruled by certain religion because I don't want to be like I'm attacking certain re mm. you know. But imagine before 1957 when all these laws were put into especially black people. Like laws that are like you can't marry a, a white woman. You can you know, have anal sex. You mm. cannot do sex work were placed into, in, since 1957. Then as a country we have managed to decriminalize all of these but when it comes to sex work because it's a female black that is seen into this, then it's a quite um, harsh subject for the country to speak about. Mm -hmm. It's been, I will, I will tell you one, one practical example. When we were doing the National Strategic Plan for HIV pre prevention and care for sex workers in, through SANAC, th throughout the draft, only one thing was removed out of it. It went missing, actually. Up to now, we cannot point finger that you or there mm -hmm. or who, who removed it. Mm -hmm. That on that says that is a need for a call to decriminalize sex work. Mm. That was it. You, you're speaking on a good point because it gives us another angle, mm. the funder. Who's funding these programs and what are their conditions for it? Because we know SANEC, a lot of their money for HIV responses and the South African Department in general is from USAID. And one of the things is they have to sign an anti-prostitution clause. That's like they have to sign with the anti-abortion laws. So, Griselda, let me ask you, is, is your narrative based on a moral compass uh, argument? Um, no, okay. that, that is for myself. Like I got out, you know, from, from prostitute with no assistance at all. So, and I'm still striving for that. But I think the gentleman was trying to point out, like, you know, without Christianity, other, other religions, uh, you know, like your Ogutwala, like, you know, under, underage marriages. If, 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 if this is okay, then for them, it will be a challenge for us to say, you cannot marry an underage girl. And then that's where the conflict will come back again to us as saying, but you said that women have the right to. So we as men also, as a religious, um, 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 you know, group of people, we still want to marry our girls under 18. And that's the thing that I'm so afraid of. I'm afraid mm -hmm. of the fact that there are still young people and there's still young girls that fall in the gaps of all of this right that we are saying, it is okay, it's my right. Mm -hmm. And a lot of young people don't know that. And with the porn, we have the same issue. So it's, it doesn't come from a religious point, but it comes from what I can see and what I hear with girls that are being, you know, sort of groomed or, or manipulated into being prostitutes in, 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 in the country. And I'm talking to some of them. Interject Go ahead, no, um, it, it seems like Griselda keeps on holding on to I see, I hold. Whereas we still have very very big and, record, and globally recognized institutions, Human Rights Watch, Amnesty International, speaking on the on, on South African context, saying that sex work will actually, sex work decriminalization will actually give us the opportunity to have reduced violence towards people who want to stay in the no, industry. It won't. And it won't but it we won't. have research. We it have research. No, it hasn't. It makes things worse, so it won't. Okay, so Nozipo and just but hold on for us. Um, we do have some callers. Hold on to those thoughts because I think it's important that we start having an argument based on evidence um, and not our emotions because we're very different as people in terms of what we feel and want. So is there research or no research? There's lots of research and it's widely available. But we do have a caller, guys. Um, we've got Casey on the line calling us from Pretoria. Hi, Casey. Casey. Hello, how are you? Go ahead, Casey. Oh, yes. Uh, I think uh, sex should be decriminalized. Uh, I once drive past Pretoria, somewhere next to Parliament. 
there's lots of them that are selling and are being abused by the same police who are supposed to protect them. That is number one. Mm. Number two, there is this notion that South Africa is a Christian so country and so forth. But if you check the Bible itself, there are sex workers in the Bible. And if you check thoroughly, the same person who was a prostitute is actually the bloodline that led to the birth of the same Jesus whom Christianity believes in. So I think... Uh, that can be ruled out to say that, no, let's decriminalize sex work so that people are free. Remember that in the Constitution, everyone has a right to to exercise everything they need using their body. So I think we must give them that same right to say that if you want to buy sex, remember it's a choice, I will buy. Then if you want to sell sex, you will sell because that is your choice. So let's give them that uh Yes. Yeah, thank, thank you, you, Casey. I mean, you just reminded me of something now that's very important. You know, South Africa is a, a, a globally renowned country when it comes to laws and policies. And we do really have stunning, stunning laws. And we have laws for what Griselda is talking about. The fact that, you know, you can't marry underage children and make them brides. We have already laws that are existing for sexual offenses um, of minors, children. We already have specialized children's courts for a lot of the things that she cites as reasons why sex workers shouldn't be decriminalized. Um, and I think we need to, to, to hold um, you know, those in, in charge accountable for the failure of implementation. But again, I assert we can't blame sex workers for the failures of government to govern mm-hmm. and protect children. We've got a... You want to call? Oh, Andy. Oh, yeah, do we have Andy's a caller? Yeah, Andy, thanks for calling. You're in Durban. Hi. Yeah, good afternoon. How are you? We're good, Andy. Go ahead. Good. I would want to uh, make input your discussion. Go ahead, Andy. It is a very dicey situation, but I'm appealing to you. I am a tutor in UK Britain. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you talk about work, in, in other sense, you're talking about a career. Mm-hmm. In the last 20 years of my teaching, mm-hmm. there was nowhere you asked children who, what do you want to become in the future? Any of them will raise their hand to be a prostitute. I think that the, the discussion should be, because if we ask a prostitute today in the street or a sex worker, the, the only reason the person will give you is crisis of jobs. So the discussion should be centered around jobs. Because if we decriminalize it, we are only solving one part of the problem, the issue of jobs. What about the disease factor? What about the crime factor? I mean, Africa is Africa. We, we know that even the definition of democracy is it's, it's against common sense. Mm-hmm. There are how many of us in the studio today? would want to be a sex worker. Let me me tell you a quick story. Let me tell you a quick story. So not so long ago, a couple of years ago, I went to, uh, what do they call them? You know, the people that do bondage? What are they called? Yes, kink. Kink masters. Yes, she, she, she's got a name. I don't remember now what her name is. And she lived in Santon and in a very upmarket place, right? So what looked like a normal complex. And we went into their place and, you know, normal place downstairs. And as you go upstairs is the the place where she does her work. I mean, scary, right? Mm. They are chains With and stuff chains, everywhere, cups, you know, blindfolds. there are nails mm. and whatever. So, I mean, my, for me, it was quite an experience because it was chilling. And we were obviously there to interview her. And she said, I now proud to do the work she does right mm-hmm. so this was somebody who came from privilege so i'm just trying to make the point here i'm not saying that you must change your mind but i'm trying to make a point this was somebody who came from privilege this is somebody who saw this as a career mm-hmm. this is somebody who saw this as her way out of what was financial insecurity mm-hmm. and she was saying okay i'm now at a point where i see two gentlemen that I've chosen to see as my lasting clients ever, ever, Mm -hmm. ever are men. I am 
I don't know, 38 plus, and I am financially free, mm. and I don't see myself ever feeling like this was a mistake. I just, I was, you know. Yeah, your mind gets blown. Big, and the yeah. other thing is that, you know what Andy's saying, that children never pick up their hand and say, I want to be a sex worker. I'm here to also see one that says, I want to be a domestic worker, or I want to be a petrol attendant, or I want to, you know, pick up people's dirt in the wine farms. I've also never heard of that. But the issue is around sex. It's not that people are really concerned that their job is low paying, there are no there's no leave, there's no maternity leave and the labor laws are being eroded. It's about the sex. Guys, wrap it up. We we've, we've got no more time. Yeah, got the whole, got the whole um, shot quickly. Just to wrap it up, I will just say by totally decriminalizing sex work into South Africa, it will easily mean that a female black led organizations are free number one. Because it just it was just for us to song in the movement, just to register. It took us almost thirteen years. Just wow. to register that organization. So it clearly means that, you know, our country is not ready yet to speak about sex work. It's work. We've run out of time. Griselda Krotbom, thank you for coming. And Nosipo Vidima, thank you for coming. Dr. Taleb, it's over. It's over. <laughs> that was fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank thank you. you. It's been wonderful. Thanks, everybody. It's now three o'clock.